This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast. Uh, not long of a wait. You know, we were, <laughs> we're just one week behind, but uh, this one's a, a very, very special one because we are kind of diving into the world of Jordan Peele. Yep. Because we're talking us and we're talking Weird City, his uh, executive produced uh, series on Netflix, not Netflix, um, YouTube Premium, second YouTube Premium episode that we've done. Yeah. But we're doing it um, because... Uh, Jordan Peele is a is the man about town. That's what I would think uh, because I'm, I'm super confused about us. Yeah, Weird City, not so much. I feel like we can breeze through that, and then we can. Just, I really do like. Yeah, okay. Then we can get real conspiracy uh, conspiracy theories in uh, for us because it's right. going to be a little insane. So Weird City, we we the first two free episodes on YouTube. Yep. Uh, I ventured further down the rabbit hole, and I wish I didn't. But the, the first two episodes we, we're going to talk about in this one is called The One and uh, A Family. And they are the best episodes yeah. out of the six that The are, One is the best. Yeah. The, the One is by far the best episode of a YouTube premium series yeah, that we've watched. Definitely. And uh, I think so. Anyway. I understand the marketing behind it. Just saying, hey, here are really good episodes with recognizable faces. Watch it. Your best, put your best foot forward. Yep, and then pay your nine dollars to get you yeah. on to the next step, uh, and you'll pay nine dollars to watch Yvette Nicole Brown and Aquafina in the, the <laughs> finale, and uh, it's not worth it. That last one, I'm no, you know, I'm not trying to naysay those two, but that episode was. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I stopped at two. Yeah, uh, I was, what was free. You're smart. Uh, well, the, there's one with a house with uh, Mark Hamill as the voice of the house. And that one was pretty cool. It was kind of yeah. like that episode of The Simpsons where they buy a smart house. Yeah. And the smart house is like there's a scene where the um, the plumber is filleting the house. <laughs> like he's under the sink and like it, you just hear the house go, oh, yeah, yeah. And like he's bobbing. So he's like hitting the drain pipe. All right. Yeah. That, you know, that's the mind of uh, Charlie Sanders, who I thought was from Black Mirror. So I was like, oh, comedy Black Mirror. Not the case. He's from Key and Peele. Okay. So he was one of the executive producers of Key and Peel. But let, let's talk about the one. It uh, essentially is the futuristic – Weird City is a futuristic city in, in general. And the one is if uh, Tinder didn't work and Match.com didn't work, your last resort is to go to this uh, – the one and only one. Right. Right. And uh, first of all, the commercial is essentially me dancing. Uh, every time this man danced, I looked at Chelsea and I was like – Tell me that's not my dancing. And I did the exact same dances. I do it in the kitchen. Whenever I just want to get a laugh out of her, I try to dance. And that happens. Uh, and this episode had the most recognizable faces, I would think. Uh, Dylan O'Brien from Maze Runner, uh, American Assassin. He's the voice of Bumblebee. And uh, the lethal, dangerous Ed O'Neill. <laughs> he's, he's what? Uh, BJJ Blackwell, right? Yeah. So he's crazy. He's a crazy Blackwell. Yeah. He could choke out anybody on that set. And it's also got LeVar Burton in it, which mm-hmm. is also uh, an added bonus. LeVar Burton carries over. He's like the one carryover. Well, them and the uh, the border guards. Yeah. And um, apparently, the as you go through it, uh, the dancing guy is – or her, <laughs> his boyfriend or husband, who's his twin, yeah. is <laughs> is essentially uh, in it as well because he's in the house episode too. What did you think about the, the first episode with uh, uh, the one? This is pretty interesting. Like 
intentionally they uh, create a world you don't want to go to. Yeah. This is this is if hipsters are allowed to run free. Oh, yeah. This is the world that they create. They wear the toe, toe shoes. Yeah. Uh, the real, Vibrams. And yeah. The- really bad outfits. Right. Uh, everything is like based off of Yelp. You have to eat at this restaurant. I guess what we're missing is it's a uh, weird city is divided. The, right. There's the line. And it's an actual line. And, you know, in each episode, they kind of give you the synopsis of the episode by explaining the obvious. See, yeah. I don't know how politically correct this is as of right now. I mean, was this, when was this produced and made? Does this have anything to do with the wall? I don't know, but I feel like it's a fairly recent project. They're, they're, they're I, I mean, they kind of portray like all these hipsters that are in the city say everything over the line is gross and yeah. disgusting, but it's a, it it's actually works out not to be that bad. Yeah, it's the suburbs of yeah. you know it's. You know, there's graffiti and there's food trucks, but we have food trucks and we love food trucks. You go to any Comic-Con and there's a food truck out front (laughs) and they're packed. Uh, This one, you know, when Dylan O'Brien is running, I was like, oh, you got me. Because that's the (laughs) weirdest gate I've ever seen anybody use. But he was, uh, you know, I like Dylan O'Brien to begin with because of the Maze Runner stuff. But he goes in and like there's secret handshakes. And I'm like, oh, I hate this world, but I love it. Well, that's the whole, yeah, the whole point is you you want to hate everybody involved. Yeah. And he orders a legger. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've got leggers. And, uh, you know, it was just like the names are fantastic. Like when the guy, the, the guy who wants to be for the website and he comes out and he's like, how do you spell that? And he's like, S-H ampersand T-T-A-P. And he's like, oh, the old way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, it's like I I love every moment of this episode, and the whole premise is Dylan O'Brien is from below the line. He has to date. Yeah, his you know, mom made an app that cleans up apps. Yeah, it's kind of like the recycling bin on yeah. uh, on your computer on Windows, and he has to date to find his soulmate, and he's tired of it. He goes on this website, and it's of the man dancing, <clears throat> and Lavar Burton is the doctor who makes everything. He drops his hoagie in the you know this, the gene pool. And it's guaranteed 100% on the nose. Like, yeah. it finds your soulmate. And what, what was weird about this, uh, not weird, is they have, like, this idea. It's not that bad. No. I mean, you get a certain amount of lot of time to just date yep. and, and just sow your oats, basically. And then at some point, you have to get married based upon who's best for you. It's kind of like that episode of Black Mirror in the recent season where I think Alice Eve was in it. No, Bryce Dallas Howard was in it, maybe. And they, it's a dating thing, and you have to give them ratings on their phone. Yeah. And then, no, I don't, that, I'm combining two episodes, but there's an episode where he kind of fudges with the time, and he's like, I want to stay longer. I know how long this is, the relationship's okay. going to expire. And that's what the dating seems like there. Yeah. But man, um, I expected Dylan O'Brien to get smoking hot <laughs> girlfriend. Like, there, <laughs> I was waiting for a really hot chick to show up at the door. He goes to what's it, uh, Nagari Labs, and he meets the dancing man who is fantastic. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get this hot girl. It's going to be there at midnight for suspense. Dylan O'Brien is waiting. Twelve fifteen comes by, and it's Ed O'Neill who knocks on the door. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes, this is this is what I'm ready for because you, you think it's like a, a big mistake, and they know it's a big mistake because neither one of them are gay. He's like, what did O'Neill say? Excuse me, are you homosexual? Yeah, he's like, no, you? Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> you know, I'm straight as an arrow. And they end up going to the diner below the line. Uh, it's kind of like it's set in New Jersey. Yeah, that's what I all, thought. Yeah, there's diners everywhere. They, get the, they go to the diner. 
They have their their meal with their their egg white or their yolks on the side. Yeah. They they go back and they try to get their money back. Essentially, a scare Najari, Nagar- Lavar Burton, goes through the tube. He gets beamed up. He's gone. And then he goes, "Hey, you want to get some grilled cheese?" Boom! Flash forward. They're falling in the bed after sex. That it, I was. I don't even like grilled cheese. Yeah. And he knew what he wanted. He's like, "Yeah, or something was telling me this." The the premise is great. Uh, the fa- my favorite part of this whole episode was when Dylan O'Brien meets the the kids. Yeah. And he like goes like this grown man, this big <laughs> linebacker of a football player, uh, goes out and he's sitting on that like playground rocky course. He, he's acting like the step brother. Yeah, he's like rocking on. He's like, "What's wrong, sport?" And he's like, "Where's that courage?" He's poking at his chest. Is it here? Is yeah. it, he's tickling. It, like this guy, it's as big as you. Yeah, his name was like. <clears> wasn't <throat> his name? Oh, what the fuck was his name? Like dwarf or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like a real. The other one was like her name was very very normal, and this guy's name was like Bjorf. Uh, no, her name was Plissa. What's the other guy's name? I gotta find it. Bouge. Yeah, his name was Bouge. He's like, "What's up, Bouge?" He's like, "You're not my mom." He runs away, <laughs> and then you know you find out like there's this, there's no seriousness to the show. It's 100 percent comedy. 26 minutes is, is well right. worth the watch. But when they go, they fall in love. They get married. Stu and Bert get married. Yeah, and uh, then they show up and they're like, oh no! Like they show up in their futuristic like rancher. And what do you, what do you call him? Like picklehead or something? Yeah, something. <laughs> and he's like hanging the tree the stuff on the trees, and he the, the technician is back and he's like yeah we made a mistake you need to break up and then the jari and like the bodyguards are in and they're like how long have you been in this been in this room <laughs> you've been waiting outside the whole time and the jari's like that's just based on an opinion it was it was exactly what i wanted out of a, a thing that had jordan peele's name on it when i said when i heard comedy i was like this is going to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about something like Jordan Peele going a different direction, but yeah, this is kind of Jordan Peele that we kind of know he can do. This yeah. is what we expect from... Yeah, it's the comedies. Not to uh, say that his other stuff isn't great, but his comedy chops are, are pretty great. Yeah, and, and it's what a, we expect. It's the comedy version of The Twilight Zone. And coincidentally, he's going to be doing The Twilight Zone April 1st, right. uh, unless that's a huge April Fool's joke. <laughs> Could you imagine? And like, it's just like a hologram, Rod, uh, Rod Sterling. It's like, I'm back, but just, but the first episode, like just the fact that they defied the system and they fell in love and then they realized that they were still in love because like Bert wasn't like his number one was still a man. It was well, it Al was, from the diner. It was Al, the, the guy, Sarah Domegs at the yeah. diner. And he went to like Flergenberg or some shit like that. And you know, Dylan O'Brien gets a hot chick. Yeah. You know, this, this is a man who's lived what months as a gay man and comes back and he's got to fall in love with this girl. He's got to get married to her, but he wants Bert. He wants a sugar daddy. And you know, the, the ending is just him realizing he didn't want the girl. Right. He wanted Bert. He goes to find Bert and he sees a man, very good play that this man looks exactly like Bert from behind getting into the pod to go to Flergenberg. (laughs) And, uh, turns out it wasn't because Bert's always late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best episode. So, yeah, this was definitely the uh, the one that the real yin. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know Ed O'Neill has played so many different roles. I've never looked at it like looked at him in a role. And I'm like, he's gonna kiss a boy in this one. Yeah, and when he's kissing Dylan O'Brien, I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, like how like how do you get into character like that? Like, how, but Ed O'Neill is 
you know, he's not Al Bundy, even though we want to think he is. He's, yeah. And he's not the guy from... Uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. Even that guy's better than Al Bundy, but he's, he's not this guy. He's kind of like... I just never saw him. Him, yeah. I never see him and Dylan O'Brien like in my mind. I'm like, those two are going to make out. Like it's kind of <laughs> like when I saw Robert Kraft kiss Tom Brady on the mouth, and I was like, oh, this yeah. isn't what I. <laughs> I didn't expect that. You're like the pinnacle of football, and I'd just, rather watch Ed O'Neill and Dylan. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because we know, we don't know where those that yeah. mouth has been yeah. with Robert Kraft. Obviously, it's been in Florida, but he he confessed to that, right? Did he uh, I think he was on camera. I think he's been. Yeah, there's a video of his his ham getting well, yeah, glazed. I think yeah, something. Like that. There's a video of him getting okay. glazed. <laughs> Just to protect ourselves, allegedly he yes. went to a a spa and got his ham glazed. Yeah, and you know that's an innuendo. We'll, we'll, we'll pick it up. Went by uh, some Chinese slaves. Yeah, human. Traffic. That part is not alleged. They yeah. were yeah. Chinese slave girls. Yeah, we're moving away from the politics of, <laughs> of the hand jobs for yeah. for pay. Assure me that we're going to get more. Netflix Daredevil. <laughs> you know, he can say, you know what? I love that show. You know, she went from Eric Andre to a politician. Good for her. That's, I mean, that's her, must be like a, you were saying, she's got no, she's got no, got no type, no type whatsoever. Yeah. And good for her because, uh, make that money. I right. guess. Yes. You know? There's not even money in it. It's just, she's potentially the first lady. Right. Or, and I don't know. She's, could be a senator's wife eventually of New Jersey. And I didn't even know she had anything to do with New Jersey. Yeah. Is she from New Jersey? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like she's from New York. Probably. Yeah. She gets all those New York jobs. But that's even weird, too, because senators don't spend a lot of time in their states. They spend it all in Washington. Maybe she's a, a big lobbyist. What does she do? <laughs> Could you imagine? She's just showing up there. What we need more show, Netflix. What, what if they make it to, like, the Real Housewives of New Jersey or something? She's from New York. Okay. Oh, man, if she's on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, I'll watch it. You know, who else could be on there? Rhea Perlman? Because Danny DeVito's from New Jersey. Springsteen's wife. Bon Jovi's wife. Oh, that'd be great than the trash that's on now already. I'll I'll tell you, though, she gets better looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I love her in uh, the Defenders universe, but, like, I'd work out with her in this movie or this show because Michael Cera got yoked. And he got eaten caterpillars. This was the probably the best portrayal of Michael Sarah. Which is, I hate Michael Sarah so much. <laughs> he's fantastic in this. Yeah, like I don't he, know. he he's a, he just wants friends and he goes to a support group for. Pedge. This is how I assume Michael Sarah is in real life. Just eating caterpillars on the on the subway. like the way it starts. I'm like that's how Michael Sarah looks like. That's how he would act. He looks like every soccer mom from like the nineties. <laughs> he's got Jordash jeans he's on. He's sweaty and yeah, he's me fidgety. <laughs> oh, but he wants a family, Tom. Don't you want Michael Sarah to be part no, of your family? I hate him so much. Oh, he's so good. And you didn't like him in this. In this, like I said, though, I I, I feel like it's Michael Sarah being Michael Sarah. But what about when he ripped off his jacket and he had huge abs <laughs> and pecs? He was so ripped. And I know it was a boxing. They were like, it's only been like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great. Yeah, he's three weeks. He turns into Billy Blanks. <laughs> he just, all he wants to do is get a family. He joins the Pedge, which is uh, what pomegranate electrolyte juice. Yeah, he, something like, like that. The, it's like methamphetamine was one of the the, yeah. si- uh, the ingredients. Yeah. And he just, he doesn't even drink it. And then like when he's crying to his dad and his dad's like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Matt Walsh is like, you're a loser. I don't want like, take these credits. Oh, and then he comes upon what? Uh, Shape Colt. That's yeah, the gym. Yeah. And he continuously gets beat up by the same two guys. 
or like bullied by the same yeah. two guys, goes in there and he's he wants to worry about aerated soil. <laughs> the, like, that's where he that, he might be a lobbyist too. He might be in Washington getting for yeah. caterpillar aerated soil. Good. We do. I mean, yeah, we could use it. Farm the table, man. You you lay in your your pod with the caterpillar sucking on you after eating <laughs> chewing on meth. Then they make vegetables. You eat the vegetables, and eventually, Rosario Dawson falls into said pod, gets eaten by caterpillars. Right. Fantastic! <laughs> That's your entire episode right there. In thirty seconds, I've summed up an episode of. Weird City. But this one was a very close second favorite. Yeah. Because just that dynamic shouldn't work. Michael Sarah in the gym as a, as a personal trainer, like you don't see that. And he's a total bro. Once he goes into the gym, he becomes a member of the Shape Cult family. Yeah. And Rosario, takes Rosario Dawson's job. Like when they're fighting with the kayak rafts or the <laughs> uh, with the paddles, it was the, one of the highlights of my, my life. <laughs> I set the bar low for my life. And this 26 minutes, I was like, oh, Michael Sarah. I want him as every role. I don't. I want him in every movie. I don't. I don't want him in any more. I'm surprised that he didn't get more roles post Superbad. Like Jonah Hill gets all these Academy Award nominations. Emma Stone wins Academy Awards. Right. Michael Sarah and McLovin doing nothing. Well, but that's. McLovin did kick ass. That's true. Yeah. Michael Sarah, I, I feel like Michael Sarah, like, but Jonah Hill, Emma Stone could act, yeah, and was I feel like Michael Sarah can act, really, yeah. Did you see Scott Pilgrim vs. No, the World? He can't. Act. Fantastic. I've seen more Michael Sarah movies than I've probably seen Dame Judi Dench <laughs> movies. Really? Or uh, who? Glenn Close. I've probably seen more Michael Sarah movies than Glenn Close or Meryl Streep. I liked them in like <clears throat> Superbad, yeah, Juno. You're yeah. pretty good in Juno. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? No. Probably not your, your type. <clears throat> no. I like Cat Dennings. Juno was the last time probably I liked – what's her name too? Ellen Page? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think I liked any of the – I didn't like Whip It. No. I don't even know what else. Uh, well, she was an X-Men. I liked her in X-Men. Yeah. Well, I mean – But she's a background player. Yeah, I didn't even care. She could have been anybody. I feel like Michael Sarah kind of suffers from Macaulay Culkin syndrome and like uh, Haley Joel Osment. They look like children. Well, my, Macaulay doesn't look like a kid now. He looks like an adult. Like Joel Osmond looks like a cabbage patch. Yeah. And Michael Sarah's <laughs> my age and looks like he's 15. You know what movie he was great in? This is the end. Well, Where yeah. Where he's like doing coke off of people's boners and shit. It was real weird in that. That was my. I saw that movie three times in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw it once alone, once with a. I think Nikki was there when I saw it. And then I saw it with our friend Jen. Like, he, right after work, we're like, let's go see... He gets all of uh, what's Seth Rogen's movies. He's yeah, in all of them. because he's hilarious. All right. I want him on podcast. Like, an in-studio guest. I want him to okay. come to my yeah, apartment, sure. sit okay, on the couch. Sure. Just sit on the couch. Yeah, me too. Chug Walmart water, and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> Overall, let's talk ranking these. Okay. As far as, would you... We don't have to rank them, because there are two episodes. Would you spend money on YouTube Premium, or whatever they call it now? For this series, no, nah, me either, no, because I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it did, like, and it was we kind of alluded to it, but this is a put the, the kind of struggled, I guess, or maybe made the bad decision. They should have put the Ed O'Neill one there first, and maybe the one with Sarah Gilbert and Laverne Cox, who are both recognizable faces. Right, put that second, and then you have to pay to get Michael Sarah and Rosario Dawson. Right, because the rest was like, I'm not paying any money. Yeah, well, you you know, you put. 
We say these two are the best. We're not the only ones. Most people seem like these two are the say yeah. that these two are the best, and that's on purpose. That's to get you to pay for it. Yeah, but doesn't I, that- I don't know one single person that's paying for YouTube. No, I did a seven J trial on my third email. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about having four podcasts or three podcasts. Yeah. I can just use those emails in my credit cards. Yeah, that's what I, I. I wouldn't. I don't pay for any streaming service really, as it is, because yeah. I don't. You know. Netflix comes with T-Mobile, so yeah. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, thanks, thanks Xfinity. It's the only thing <clears throat> I can praise them for is they pay for my Netflix. Right. So I, I don't really yeah, use my. You have my DC Universe. Right. You'll probably have my Disney Plus when it comes out. So I watched a few other things, and they're fun. But the first episodes are good. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't go too deep into it because I haven't seen a series that would. Even if this was really so so good that I would spend my money, yeah. on, it'd be one series. Yeah, and there's not like there's no nothing else. Like the the one we watched with Tom Felton is a good show, but like how many other sci fi shows do we need to catch up on? You know, right. the Expanse yeah. is coming back. Star Star Trek Discovery is out now. Uh, you know, Black Mirror is going to come back eventually. So there's a bunch of stuff that yeah. we Killjoys we still like. Orville. Yep. Well, and Orville's had a great season. So yeah, I can't I can't see myself. Spend and and it's expensive. Yeah, and YouTube is messing with Google money, right? Yeah. Why can't Google throw its money down and say we need an established property? Maybe take a dark horse comic like Netflix did with uh, Umbrella Academy. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's what they need to do. Is Netflix is a trusted? Yeah. Everything they do seems to turn well. Majority of what they do turns out really good. Yeah. And is interesting, and you know, Disney's going to come out with well their stuff. Disney. Yeah, Disney's going to kill it. Yeah. Once they come out with all their shit. Right? And, you know, even Hulu still trusts the property. Yep. And and some people can get Hulu free with whatever. I think with their... Spotify, I think. you pay Spotify. For- Spotify and Verizon offers yep. Hulu free. Speaking of Spotify, we are now on Spotify. We haven't yep. made that announcement, but we're on Spotify. So and I do like Spotify better than a regular iPad. And they, they, you can yeah. get everything. Right? Their metrics are really easy, too. I really like every single other podcatcher other than Apple's. I yeah. hate Apple's podcatcher. Yeah, it like shows you like one from like 1996, and then you have to go yeah. download all the available It'll ones. say se- season zero, then season point five. I'm like, what does any of this mean? Yeah, we don't have seasons. We have <laughs> 70 episodes. That's how it is. Season one. So, of one. That's our bitching about Apple yeah. segment. I feel like Netflix or uh, YouTube should just go and say, all right, let's take Savage Dragon. Let's take RoboCop or we'll take He-Man. Right. Obviously, nobody wants to touch He-Man. Take He-Man. You can hire Channing Tatum if you want to and you can make him He-Man. Or, yeah, or... I'm against that and you are too. Yeah. I made that clear. Yeah. But um, go out and buy an existing property. Yeah, spend your money. Something that's that's already... In production or being produced or, or something had, that was canceled. Yeah, you know, pick pick something that's that's going away. Yep, Firefly. Yeah, you want people to pay money to get your service, you get Firefly. Right. Uh, you might not all be those able- guys have been kind of successful yeah. on YouTube. Might not be able to afford Alan Tudyk now. He's got Disney money. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good, but it wasn't. I know. I knew what it was. It was put it on there. Jordan Peele's name is attached to it. And people are going to watch. And I don't. I never heard anything about this. I so I, that's what's weird about it is. Yeah, he didn't. Was promote this it buried on in his promotions because he's got 
you know, we assume he's got Twilight Zone coming out. He just he did us. Us just came out. Yeah. Like where where was this? I never heard anything. Like Charlie Sanders produced the <clears> hell out of it and like promoted the hell out of it. And he even has like a voice role in it too. But it was like it was always it. Coming from the mind of Get Out, executive much, produced by. How much Jordan. does Jordan Peele have any? Like, he probably just put his name on it he, because him and Charlie are friends, and right. you know, maybe Charlie said, "Hey, can I get your name?" Yeah. Well, I think he's in an episode too, right? No. Yeah. Jordan, he might be a voice, but Charlie wasn't, or um, Jordan Peele wasn't in it at all. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. Maybe this is just one of those things, like help a brother out. You you got Key and Peele where it was. We wouldn't have been anything without your production on it. I'll help you out. Get your next project out there. Yeah. And, well, you know, unless we talk to Charlie Sanders or uh, Jordan Peele, we won't know. So let's move into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're talking us. We saw it. We both had a chance to go to theaters and see it. And I'm confused. <laughs> so uh, am I. Yeah. And this next 25 to 35 minutes of podcasts are, are coming from two guys who probably have no idea what's happening in this movie. Because I was confused after Get Out, and I'm confused after this. Uh, but I did write some things down. And the first thing I wrote down was immediately I noticed that Nakia moved on real quick post-snap. Because she settled up with Umbaku, and he, you know he went to Howard. She went to Santa Cruz. They, all, they left Wakanda real quick. And I thought it was Wakanda forever, but they came to America very, very quick. So that's where I'm at with that. That's, now that that joke's out uh, and no one's laughing, um, we can get into Us. And Us is the Jordan Peele written and directed uh, blockbuster at this point. Uh, it's $70 million yeah. opening. Uh, I think it was like one of the highest horror openings. And um, it beat Captain Marvel in its third week, which is which is pretty huge. Yeah. And I kind of felt when this came out, it was gonna it was kind of in the right spot because it was a couple weeks after Captain Marvel and right before Disney's Dumbo. So it had one week to win and one week to eventually be on Chuck's you box office flashback. think Dumbo's going to do that good? I think it's going to kill. Really? I think it's going to kill. I th- we're going to go see it. I have no interest in seeing that fucking movie. I have no interest, but I, we're going to It's got Danny DeVito in it. Yeah, and his daughter. Well, Lucy's in it. Okay. If you go and see it, I'll go see it and we can review it. Right. Um, Maybe we don't have to do – we don't have to review everything. We can. I've watched a lot of movies. It's uh, really not science fiction. Yeah, but, you know, neither is uh, – a. what else did we review? Us. Yeah, Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy's not that so, that's a Who drug that's co-occurring. It's two diseases. Um, I watched uh, that Triple Frontier movie on Netflix. Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Pedro yeah. Pascal, Charlie Kilnam. Um It was good. Yeah. But not great. I'm glad it was on Netflix. I watched Triple Threat. Have you seen that? No. Is that with uh, Michael Jai White? Yeah. Michael Jai White, uh, Tony Jaa. Um, is that the new Ip Man? There's a new Ip Man out. It's not the new Ip Man. Oh, I'm going to watch that too. I've watched all the Ip Mans. I like them. But uh, who else? Uh, Iko Iwais, okay. the Indonesian guy from The Raid. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Uh, Scott Atkins in it. Scott Atkins is in it. Of course He's he the main bad guy. Of course he is. Uh uh, People want him as Batman. He would be. He'd be a real good Bruce Wayne. Can he speak? Yeah, he's I, English. I've never seen him speak he's ever. English. I just saw him kick ass. Yeah, he's English. Okay, and he's huge. Yeah, he's he's perfect for like for the body of Batman. Who's the the British uh, fighter, UFC fighter? Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping's in it. He's he he's horrible. Okay. <laughs> what? He I, he's movie- a great. I I actually I I. I did not like Michael Biggs being early, yeah. but I actually liked him after he won the belt. I started to like him. and After the Vitor Belfort fight? Is that yeah. when you started to like him? When sort he was of, injured? 
Yeah, and then of, he got his face mangaluted. Kind of felt bad for him. Yeah. Okay. His his nose is all broken. Yeah, his eye, you know, he's blind in that. I'm pretty sure he's blind in yeah. that eye. Uh, he's a new Hall of Fame uh, first inductee okay. of this year for uh, for UFC. Congratulations, Michael. He deserves Michael. it. Hope he listens. He Congratulations. spent 15 years in the UFC, yeah. right? And like the ultimate underdog. Yeah. Speaking of ultimate underdogs, did you see uh, Showtime Pettis knock out Wonderboy? Yeah, yeah did. It's like it's like that scene. Y'all want to see a dead body? You just look right at Wonderboy because he was he was out for like ten minutes. He was out before he hit the mat. Yeah, and then he got th- like another three piece. Yeah, it was like Leon Edwards getting three because he followed him straight to the mat and yeah. started pounding hammer fists. Yeah, Ugh. he 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 Pettis is a veteran, so he's like, don't stop. Yeah, and who's he call out next? Connor. <laughs> Everybody, Jorge Masvidal wants to fight Connor. <laughs> I want to fight Connor if I can get a million. If I can get in a UFC rink with Connor McGregor for a million dollars, would you I'll- rather fight Connor in the streets and sue him? Like you know, because he'll fight you in yeah. the streets. I'll just take my cell phone out. I'll, I'll win a lot of money. <laughs> you oh, probably get more money fighting him in the streets. That's right. I gotta have sandals on his shorts with socks. <laughs> you see that guy? Yeah. He's like six seven. <laughs> Come on, save all the the women for us, man. He was oozing sexy. Oh, but this... Uh, That's our UFC minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could obviously do a UFC podcast. But um, I also saw Shazam, which we're going to review soon. So I've watched... What are we talking about now? We're talking about movies that I saw. Uh, I saw Shazam. Okay. That was that was great. Fantastic. Watched, I watched Aquaman a second time. Yes. Yeah, so well, it's like a third or fourth time, actually. But. So, good, so good. I'm going to buy it. It's out on uh, DVD this <clears> Wednesday. Yeah, or just Tuesday. So... Um, it's, our, it's already out. Is it? Yeah. I have not bought it yet. I think it's out. Oh. Maybe the digital? Digital might be out. Okay, so you maybe got it on demand. No, I don't I don't buy discs. Okay. I thought they came out at the same time. I don't know. Who knows? You saw it. I saw it. Yeah. It was a great movie. But we watching us. Right. We watched us. Um, confusing. I mean, at this point, I thought it was a movie about clones and rabbits. <laughs> and now I'm thinking. It is. I'm thinking it's about shadows and hands around the world or hands around America. Yeah. Overall, let's, let's just talk talk about confusing aspects of it how confused were you when you left watching it pretty confused uh but only because i the the twist is reserved for the last minute of the movie yeah it was like if alfred hitchcock and m night Shyamalan made a movie right like you you thought you knew where you were going and you're getting to a point where and oh, spoilers uh, as always but yeah. you get to a point where red and adelaide are going to have their epic battle do and then boom that last 5 minutes yeah. is like the whole movie's different well you know cuz we do this so often and we have to watch movies and stuff like that for this podcast i sometimes forget to watch it as a just just to watch movies yeah and sometimes i watch it like oh i got to like remember that remember this and so I, I'm super critical about certain things, and us left a lot of stuff out of the story. Yeah, it, it, but intentionally or not really intentionally, because it just left stuff that you you know. And Jordan Peele even talks about it in some interviews. He's like, I know some things are left unanswered, but yeah. it's only because I didn't feel like I, I felt like we had to move it along. And yeah. if you dwell too long on this like minutia, you're missing. Yeah, and I feel like as a, a filmmaker. Uh, Jordan Peele just wants everything to be up for discussion. Like he wants you to have one interpretation of a movie, and then me to have one interpretation right. of a movie. Well, yeah, and and watching Get Out, that's how it was. Is yeah. like I'm still confused from Get Out. He wants people to talk about the movie. Like you're right. He wants conversation. He doesn't want cut and dry. He wants yeah. a conversation to be had about 
you know, why things happen and, you know, what does this part, like, you know, obviously if you go in to get out, a black person is going to come out feeling a different way than a white person. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're raised in a certain section of America, you're going to see the different movie than if you're raised in, you know, quote unquote, the ghettos or Mm -hmm. it's always, that's going to be a different movie. This isn't like that. This this is like more of a straight up horror movie. Yeah, and I I wasn't scared. I, I wasn't scared during it, but I was just anxious. There's jump scares, but yeah, anxious wasn't the word. Uncomfortable, right. and like the the score made you uncomfortable. The just the imagery kind of made you uncomfortable because you didn't know what was happening. Like you thought something was like you thought that those scissors, like at least I did. I thought those scissors were going to be impaled in so many foreheads. Right. Throughout this whole movie, like it's low, there's there's low key gore. It's yeah. not a lot. No, and it starts off like you, you, you. I first of all, I've been to Santa Cruz Beach, um, <laughs> the Vision Quest, or as I'm going to refer to it, the Native American Horror House, uh, was not there. Right, uh, but I remember Santa Cruz like, and this it started off in '86, right? So I wasn't alive yet, and as from a movie going standpoint, I was like, oh wait, cast is great recognizable faces right yeah you got starfire from titans you got nakia from black panther you got mbaku from black panther you got black manta from aquaman you have all these people in this movie and you're like fuck yeah this is happening tim heidegger from yeah tim- i haven't seen him in a while yeah i didn't think he did movies i thought he just did low <laughs> low budget cartoon network shows but he's in it and elizabeth moss who's nominated for all this stuff like so going into it i was like oh this is great then it starts at a place that i've been at and i already connected like I've, I've walked that beach i've walked that boardwalk so i'm like Oh, I know where they're at now. And then they go into this horror house, and I'm like, "Huh, not what I expected." Yeah. And then you got 15 minutes of bunnies, like the the. <laughs> you see so- one brown bunny. Yep. That is, then is, that's is I that think, a little imagery to who knows the twist? Is that what we're talking about now? I mean, like, I want to say once you see the, the whole the movie, right? Once you get to the end and you know there's a twist, does it make you rewatch the movie and go, oh? Maybe yeah. that is, or it, and that's like, uh, what, what was it? Um, Glass? Uh, Fight Club. Oh, yeah. You get to the end, you're like, shit, now I got to watch that movie yep. at least four more times. Or, or you know, Memento is the same mm-hmm. way. And you watch it in a new light. Maybe that's what you have to do with this movie is yeah. go through it again and pick it out. Like, okay. Yeah, I picked up more the second time I watched Get Out. Like, I needed, I needed to sit at home and focus. Like, going to the theater and seeing the movies is one thing because it's the experience, right? Especially right. this type of movie, dark theater – dark movie you know dark characteristics of the movie and you're like wow you have to really pay attention to this uh, at home i can sit there i can pause it and i can you know go back i can rewind yeah. i can hit captions and i can watch it with the captions this one i'm like what the fuck like i you know lapita is a phenomenal actress but when she's speaking as red i didn't know what she was saying for most of the time uh, like yeah and like this is, I guess, coming with age, but like, I don't understand half my clients when they speak yeah. to me. Like, and they are, I got clients with accents, with speech impediments, and, you know, some people have de- developmental disabilities, so I don't understand what they're saying, but I have to take like three or four times, but that's neither here nor there. Um, with this one, I was like, okay, where are we? I need, I wanted to pause the movie and say, what's happening? Yeah. Because it's, it's not cut and dry, this one. And that's the, the beauty of his movies. Like, you think you have a family going on vacation. You know, I didn't get the the awkwardness of Lapita that she revealed on the beach to uh, to Kitty. 
where she's like, I have just trouble talking to people. Right. And she was very vocal in the car when I got five on it was on, <laughs> you know, and the, the family, the family system was kind of, you know, the family dynamic was a little loose, a, a talking point for me because I was like, does, does Gabe and Adelaide, are they on the same page? Cause it truly didn't seem like that. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Kitty and uh, Josh. They weren't definitely not on the same page. He wanted to be in his safe zone. He just wanted to get drunk. Yeah. With his kimono on. Else, yeah. yeah. So it, you know, you sit there and you're watching this and you, you know, the first, I guess the first 15 minutes are what you see in the trailer. Yeah. They're in the car. They get the house. He gets the crawl daddy. They're in the crawl daddy boat. And then they go to the beach. Like I've seen, I've seen all this. You know, you see the dead homeless guy. You see right up until the people are in the drive. Yeah, and that's where the movie turns. That's when you you're actually in the movie. Like you right. watched all the trailers and TV spots for the first fifteen minutes, and now the movie hits. Where were you when the family, like mentally, like when the family hit there? Where you're like, oh shit, this is what's happening. Yeah, because yeah, because they let you know what's going to happen. Or they let you, the trailers let you know that, and and all the promotional materials kind of let you know these crazy things. And I didn't know anything about it because I don't really watch a lot of trailers. Yeah. And then people started talking about cloning and stuff like that and doppelgangers, best doppelganger movies. And I don't know how anybody knew any of that, but apparently everybody did. Yeah. Well, the and, poster kind of revealed it. There's a... Well, there's, she's taking a mask off. Yeah, she's taking her face off and it's just, it's red and, and Adelaide. Right. So, you know, I kind of knew what we were getting into, and yeah. you wait for it. But maybe that's intentional, too, is to make you, you know, wait 20 minutes until we get to the meat of it. Yeah, and it turns... And then you're expecting things to happen. Like, is this where something's going to happen? Is this where something's going to yep. happen? I thought Winston Duke was going to die as soon as he got hit with the I baseball I thought he was going to die 20 different times. Yeah. I thought the boat was going to crush him. Yeah. I thought, you know, he was going to get killed in the house. I thought, I thought the whole family was going to get killed in the house except for Lapita. Right. Because at first it looks like it's a home invasion movie, and yeah. then it turns out to their gods brought up, and you know they're called the tethered. Did they refer to them as the tethered in the movie? Yeah, I missed that. Um, but we are tethered together. Yeah, and then she rips them apart, like when yeah. they're in the the dungeon. My thought on the movie and and like the premise is, I told you it. I think it's what happens when your shadow wants to come to the foreground, uh, and it's kind of you know you've read an article where it's kind of like. You know they're clones, right? They're they're, but they yeah. share the soul. I I don't know where. What do you think the movie's about? Well, I was having a hard time because, like I said, I was kind of concentrating on the minutia when I should just let it sweep over me. And then, yeah. But I don't have the luxury of watching it a second time right now, so you know, kind of got to find a happy medium. So I was kind of digging into some things like why is there an underground complex? Yeah, and we find out it's cloning and. The clone, no one never tells this. This kind of is a movie ripe for a sequel. We don't find out why, but there is somebody cloning people to take over, calling them the Americans. She says, We're the Americans, and then that triggered a whole nother road for me. I I told you, it you know, I kind of think it was more of this is how Americans view you. Like, it's you know, you, you have a black family that moves into a kind of a ritzy vacation white fat well yeah white neighborhood and you see winston duke and you all of them at you he's a big black guy you assume that he's yeah. you know he's got all this money he might be a drug dealer you know he does he's a, a criminal but he's an educated man he goes to howard you know right you see the kid he wears the mask you think automatically that he's in trouble he's a monster 
and it's not that, you know? It's just, they're just... Well, they inherited the house from the grandma. The grandma died. It wasn't like a right. VRBO or, you know, B&B. It was a, we got yeah. this grandma We don't died. know, yeah. And, and, like, maybe that's intentional, too, is now we have to, we have to, you know, view it through our, you know, average white man spectacles. But I don't know. The meat of it is, like, they go into, she goes into this thing, this, this hall of mirrors. Yeah. And something happened a day. I I was going through. Once did that happen? And we first see, we start out with just her family being. um, On the boardwalk, right? Yeah. But we see her family's the only one something is happening to at first. Yeah. We're the only doppelgangers we see. And it's Red and. Uh, Abraham. Abraham. Umbria and Pluto. Right. And Pluto. Is the weird kid. He yeah. wears a mask, too. He was a monster. Yeah. He's got his face burned off. And he acts like a dog. Yeah. Um, he was probably the scariest character yeah. in the entire movie. Yeah, and he growls movie. the whole time. Yeah, but everybody craw- growls. He's like Bray Wyatt when he goes into Sister <laughs> Abigail. He's like crawling everywhere. Oh, sweet. Um, I wonder if that was the kid the whole time, because he was really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking maybe like Deep Roy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was him. Um, so, I, up until a certain point, I thought, okay, I thought like... She's the only family. They're the only family. Something happened at that point. We'll figure it out that out down the road. Why this thing happened? And because when they're talking, when when Red is talking, Red is the do- uh, Lapita's doppelganger. We hear that like she had kids, and well, was supposed to have an angel, and the, you know, yeah, one was taken from her in fire, and that yeah. was uh, that was Pluto. That's why yeah, they and he him. turned into a monster. Yeah. And- like her whole life was crazy. Yeah. And you know, she was married to Abraham because she was it was he was chosen yep. for her. Yeah. That's when God's brought up. And right. Like, and I'm like, oh, this is a biblical. There's movie. a God and there's a they and but we don't learn who that is. Yeah. And God is their creator, but so I thought it was like first you you think it's just them. Yeah. Because they, they t- somehow they threw a rift or something, met and talked, you know touched each other which is never supposed to happen yeah. like not matter and dark matter but kind of like that idea yeah. and then you see it get bigger and more families are taken over yeah so now I was like wait is this like did she Lapita is she like the little girl is she important like did she open a rift now everybody's coming out everybody's shadow like you kind of sort of yeah because you see in the house of mirrors you see Adelaide walking <clears throat> She turns around and she's facing the back of her head in the other mirror. And like Abe, or Gabe says, you know, you're in a house of mirrors. Of course that's going to happen. She's like, right. no, it was there. It was, there was somebody in there. They were in there. And then you're like, okay, but then that never comes back. Like you right. don't see the opposite of the father and the mother. You don't see that until the end. So you're, you're sitting there the whole time wondering like, well, what, where, when's that going to happen? Cause right. you know, red's here. How did red become red? So you're getting origin stories for. Essentially, two of the same people. Yeah. So it was just, and then like as more and more came out, I was like, "Oh, did she like just start this whole you know big ball of wax or this snowball, or is she responsible for this whole thing?" Yeah. And like the fat, like the clones, the the they, I guess we're calling them, yeah, or us, I don't or know, the tethered. Who knows? The tethered. Uh, they were they had very good physical attributes. Yeah. You know, Winston Duke's character, uh, Gabe, the, the alternate, or Abraham, the alternate, was very strong, very agile for a big man. Yeah. 
and a, apparently a great swimmer because he was on that boat. Like <laughs> he let go of the tube, like the tube took him and then he was gone for a bit. And then he out of nowhere, he, he appears, which by the way was a really cool death scene yeah. where, you know, they headbutt the motor. And, like I knew that was going to come back. Like, but like that was a really cool death, death scene. And like any other horror movie would focus on his guts getting turned by the, the rudder. Yeah. And, and I'm glad they didn't do that. But then like, um, Zora's alternate Umbria or Umbre was, super fast mm-hmm. like gave her a half mile head start and beat her to the point and that's when you see like the, intentionally gave her so she could chase her down yeah and they spent like an time animal. yeah they spent time saying like oh you might make it to the olympics because you're fast and from track and this girl was lightning fast right and the, meanwhile lapita's just you know her character red was just showing the scissors that was it was very symbolic with the scissors like you're, we're going to cut the tethered. And I mm. felt like she was cutting her hair the entire movie. But, like, the the handles of the scissors were in, like, they're very old shears where it kind of looks like a head. Yeah, it looks skull, like a skull. Yeah. The eyes of a skull. Yeah. yeah, like the, or, like, if you look at it, it's like a profile of a silhouette. Yeah. Like, where it's kind of rounded on the side where that's your nose. So, you're getting that imagery throughout the whole thing. And they kill, I think, Abraham gets killed first. Yeah. Then the guy with the car. Uh, Umbre kills her or kills him and then they decide that they're going to go to uh, Kitty and Josh's house and that's Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker and immediately they are like destroyed by their they're they're tethered yeah uh, Delilah text Io and Nix for the, the twin girls who were annoying as shit like just because we're in our room doesn't mean we're sleeping like ugh yeah. You're in this awesome. And they say everything at the same time. It was creepy. Yeah, it was it was very shining twins like, yeah. right? And their doppelgangers were even creepier. Because you get like at that point, like they're doing gymnastics and you know yeah. <laughs> none of them talk, but they grunt. They really they make like a Red is importantly, Red is the only one that talks. Yeah, and she speaks like she was a smoker for a very long time <laughs> or was choked. Like it sounds yeah. like her trachea was kind of crushed. Do you think when Winston when Abraham is on the boat trying to kill Gabe. Do you think that that grunt, that scream that he was letting out, do you think that was uh, to like a signal to the other ones? Like, yeah, we got it, this family, move on? Yeah, it kind of sounded like it. Yeah, because yeah, Tim's character did the same thing when he got smashed in the face with the fire yeah, poker. Yeah, because – and it sounded like somebody was responding to it. Yeah. And I thought it was the kids, but who – like, I didn't really know. Yeah, because at that point, they haven't introduced the other families. Like you just think that it's like you said, you think it's the the Wilson I believe they were the Wilsons. Uh you see them and you're like, This is that family, it's that family and only that family. Mm-hmm. And then the whatever the, I can't remember their names, but the the white family, you, you see that happening. Right. And then the power doesn't go off at the 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 vacation home for Kitty and Josh. You see the news and it's happening everywhere. And that opens up the world. Now. Right. Yeah. And then they're gathered like hands across the America. You know, that that was yeah. the first. That's how you start the movie. It's the commercial. Yeah. Thing. Well, it's right before and she's wearing a T-shirt, hands across America. And all that kind of stuff comes in, into play and it's pretty important. We, not right away. It's only important the last minute of the movie. But yeah, like the last fight you could you get through this movie for I think it's an hour and 52 minutes. You get through this and you're, you're one place and you think you like, at least I thought I had an idea of it. And then I, you know, my mind kind of spider webbed into all these alternate ideas. And then the, the twist at the end where essentially we can get to it now where red 
is actually the original Adelaide, the one who right. was in the House of Mirrors that saw the other person. Yeah. She was choked out by... The other. Yeah, which would have been Red, right? right. So she choked out Adelaide, drug her back to this place where, you know, it kind of seemed like they were all on something. All the tethered had... Like, they were just wild. There is... We find out there is tethered for everybody. Yeah. Maybe in that area. Because it doesn't seem like it's the world, but... But no, they panned at the the end. They panned around the world. Right. And they're in mountains. They're in deserts. Yeah, it they're is across America, sort yeah. of. And they're Americans. Maybe that's why they say we are Americans. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows how many there are. But the idea was they're clones for, made for some reason... But the soul, whenever they made this, whoever they tethered, the soul like split. Yeah, and and they had to share it. Yeah, they and it's hard custody. to it's hard to live when your soul split. And there's not everybody at that time was tethered, but it's really weird. And there's like a, a, a huge complex. Yeah, that's kind of what I think with the shadow thing. Like the let's say the soul in this situation, this argument is the sun. And we share the sun with our shadow. But when the sun goes away, we have the the physical, we have the life. The shadow goes away. Like, what happens to the shadow? Right. And now this is the shadow coming up. It's always sunny. Uh, and now they want to tether together so we can, you know, kind of make that human chain. I, I This is where I'm at. Like, I'm wild with this. I don't know <laughs> if this is right. We'll never know because I have theories for Get Out. And, like, apparently there was a UCLA st- uh, school <laughs> class, a school course for it. And... I don't think we're going to get a sequel to this. Really? I would, I would like them to be the sequel, but it does like Jordan, I, Jordan Peele could have made a sequel to Get Out. Yeah, and he moved on. He said, "This is it." And I take it like had Hitchcock had his way, we wouldn't have had Seven Psychos. Yeah, true. Even though my uncle in law worked on all of the Psychos, <laughs> it just I don't think that that would have happened. Yeah, or like. We haven't got a sequel to the birds, and there still could have been parts you're for right, the birds. You're right. it, I feel it, like Peel's just like take it for what it is. The this story is could use a sequel, but it doesn't need a sequel. Yeah, it could it could use a series, right? Like if, but not everything needs a series. Yeah, but this one I want to. Not know. everything needs a universe. I want to know where why they were cloned, and or are the tethered? Are they the bunnies? Because when you saw when you didn't see the tethered, you saw the bunnies, right? And they said they feed on the bunnies, they eat them raw. That was the whole. That was the whole symbolism. That was their their way of surviving. But you move on, like you you see everybody looking like they're on heroin. Yeah, because they're just like shambling. Yeah, Yahya Abdul Mateen's down there. He buys the thriller shirt from a guy who's just dipping, and then she puts on the thriller shirt, and like Red locks up Adelaide, and Red comes to the foreground. She won't speak for a while because obviously she didn't know how to. Yeah, she had and, to relearn how to speak. And I didn't like I didn't put two and two together because like Adelaide's like I don't know I'm I'm awkward around people the same way that Jason was awkward around people. You kind of get the impression that like he might have ADHD, he might be autistic. You you feel like those two are well deeper connected than right. the other two. And when well, you, we were talking you find out yeah, she's She's the only reason Red can talk is she's actually she's lived above ground yeah, for she was her whole her. life, and then Adelaide switches places with her or Red whatever, um, and she becomes normal quote unquote normal yeah. and learns to talk. 
But you hear, okay, well, she can't talk. And that's fine if you're traumatized. She was traumatized by something. We don't know what it was. And I wrote that. It says, Adel- I wrote, Adelaide has a ton of trauma, maybe more than the House of Mirrors. And I wrote that like 15 minutes yeah. into Wait, so my- a drunk dad and all this other yeah. stuff. And-, and like there's art, like you kind of like they flash back to when it, at first I thought they were going bankrupt. Right. And they had to sell the house or they were getting divorced. And then it goes back to, oh, well, you know. It's a psychiatrist. It's a child psychiatrist. You need to dance. You need to sing. You need yeah. to draw. And that's when she really found her voice. Yeah, dancing. Yeah. And then, like, um, so she's originally a clone from the dark place, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So does that mean her kids, like we were saying, is her, is her kids half? Have to be. They have and to is be. Is that why they're – but no, because the one's just a teenager. Yeah, but – The daughter's just normal. The boy is – Maybe they're they're those two are tethered together. Jo- um, Jason and Adelaide are or yeah. Red at this point are tethered together because she he knows he at the end they kind of exchange a, a look and you're like he knows everything and he takes the bunny with him. Right? Why take the bunny? Is like is that his, his is that his counterpart? Yeah. What if he eats it? Yeah. What, right. Was it explicitly said that she was Red? No. Or is it just a flashback, right? Well, through the flashback, you see the you see It's a continuation of the the, the girl the, the first the, five minutes. Yeah. And Red turns around, chokes her out, takes her, drags her. Like this eight year old girl is strong as shit. Like Like all the other clones. Yeah, dragged her to the we'll call this the sunken place. Maybe there's two sunken places. So draw drags her to the bunny sunken place. Chain like tethers her to the bed. The bed in the hands around the the world shirt that she was wearing in the beginning at the carnival before she got the yeah. thriller shirt. Then you see Red putting on the thriller shirt. Or you see, yeah, Red putting on the thriller shirt. And she goes Red back. Red puts on the thriller shirt, becomes... Becomes Adelaide. Adelaide. And then when Adelaide's dancing, they look back during the flashbacks and you see the... You don't... You see the, the evil yeah. that Adelaide has become. So my question at the end of this was, who do you root for? Do you root for Adelaide? Who's now... Who... Is a clone, or do you root for Red, who was just trying to get gain the light back because she was? It's kind of like somebody with DID. She's trapped. Yeah. yeah, it's that that one I alter. Like, it, well, like you said, nothing's cut and dry. There's no good guy. There's no bad guy. Yeah, I, um, I I tell you that Gabe is fucking useless. I don't know, man. He gets his knee taken out and he's done. I, he but didn't he, kill anybody. But he can't be killed. He killed himself. Yeah. But he could take a beating. But he also just sat in the back of that Range Rover and the back yeah. of the ambulance. Like the the best scene, I'll tell you the the best scene in the trailer was when he took a beating for a solid ten minutes. You hear him screaming. You're true. You're you're right. You're right. And he you know was swimming in with a bad leg after yeah. that beating. So you know what? Maybe Gabe is, is a little more. Even though Adelaide now took you know thirty seven scissor cuts. Yeah, and fought the entire movie with a fire poker. Handcuffed together, yeah. her hands handcuffed together. I think that's my new zombie apocalypse <laughs> weapon, a fire poker. You know, and the girl, like, this is where I kind of feel like they have to be darker than they truly are because that girl showed zero remorse when she was killing the twin up in the bathroom, right? And like continuously went back. And you know, well, you also hear there's they don't know how to speak the yeah. the, the dark. Uh, the, the shadows, the tethered, us, them. Whoever. The Americans. The Americans. They don't have a talk. Just like me. 
Um, well, both of us for yeah. this, this case. So they grunt and they, 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 they sound like animals. Very guttural noises. So when Adelaide is beating people to death, you hear her starting to, to grunt. Yeah. And you then she, she kills the one guy with scissors. Yep. And you, you see her like get into it. Yeah. Same and thing. it's like an allusion to the ending. Like, okay, now that makes sense. But it's the same thing with And the- that's, that's also when her son, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason. Jason watches her and hears her, and yeah. he's, he looks like he's starting to get an idea what's going on. But even Zora at the top, where they come to Adelaide's, rep, they're Zora's like essentially Duke Nukem yeah. coming through all the house, just killing everybody. And that one twin's upstairs, and she takes, I think it's a golf club, and continuously bashes her face in. Like you don't yeah. see it, but you know she's like, and she doesn't react. Like I told Chelsea, I was like, had that been me, I would have like they that's, do they. They have a casual conversation about it. Kill count. Yeah. He's like, I killed like two. Yeah. She's like, I killed like three of them. I killed myself. <laughs> and like, th- that was right before the Home Alone. Uh, yeah. That was a really good scene. Where like, she's that's like, Home Alone. Yeah, what's, what are my, my machines? Yeah, that, that, was a great, that was a great part of humor. That was, you know, like, I was telling Chelsea, like, most people, most movies are written by a team. This was just Jordan Peele. Yeah. He wrote, he directed it, which questions Batman's mind. Uh, <clears> and we'll <throat> talk about his directing in a minute, but- the the best scene I had in the trailers was when Pluto was, to me, emerging from the fire. Like, bring it. Like, come on. Come at me, bro. But it was actually in reverse. So why were Jason and Pluto so connected? Yeah, I don't the, know. They mirrored each other. So you you, you think- <laughs> They did that a little bit with the- with, He was trying to trick and yeah, Pluto was- That end scene where yeah. the it's a setup and Pluto's going to light the match and burn everybody, blow up the Range Rover, and Jason realizes it. He picks up on it that it's a it's a it's a, yeah. it's a plot, and he gets out of the car. And I have no like, idea why he has so much control over Pluto. They action. mirrored each other, and like he put the mask back on in the car. Pluto didn't see him put the mask back on, but yeah. he puts the mask back on, gets into Jesus pose, and Just trust walks falls. him back right into the fire. Yeah, and I don't know. so. It, it shows that there's they're more but, connected and they're the, to the only darkness. two. They're the only two that had that mirroring. Yeah, nobody else had a mirror. Like no, they were they were connected. Yeah. So I, I want to know where that where that comes into play as well. Maybe because Jason is part dark or maybe that's part tethered because they're both kind of the broken characters of the family. Yeah. You, you kind of we said we kind of think he has autism or uh, or another kind of. Or, disorder. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that we always say autism, but he's different. Yeah, so. and they said like my brother has hard time focusing and right. interacting because the the sisters are like your brother's a weirdo, and he wore the mask. It was kind of his comfort. Yeah. Um. Same thing with Pluto. You saw that, but uh, you're twins that finished each other's sentences. Yeah. Weird. Right. You guys are horror villains. I overall, as far as the the movie goes, um, I. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I love the imagery. I love the story. I like that I don't know what to happen. Yeah. Uh, because I can watch it again and have a whole new perspective. So I'm going to give it a five. Five yeah. stars. Five stars. Me uh, too. In terms of Jordan Peele, is is he slowly becoming one of the best directors of our time? Well, this is really his only second two, movie. Two movies. Uh, First one garnered tons of critical success. Debuted it, at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one did the same. Exactly. Getting critical success. Uh, yeah, I think he might be. Um, no sophomore slump. No. And, you know, we talked about Weird City is totally different than this. Yeah. And two, they're, they're horror movies, but they're not in the same vein. Not, they're not, there's not 
they're they can't be slipped into a genre. No, they're very they're not avant garde because they're not weird. No, it's they're like just, social discussion. Yeah, That's they're, they're part it. of, and they're not like this one was more horror and had, but it's all like undertone and what is what does any of it mean? Yeah. And how does it relate to me personally? Which is, I guess, what he's doing is what he wants to do is how does it relate? Makes me want to know what's his Twilight Zone going to be like. I want to know what happens in his mind, right? Because like he his stories are fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he was a he's a great comedian. His like his his skits on Key and Peele, like you saw the layers, but like he really ramped it up for his directing and to think that he's been sitting on these for quite some time yeah um is one thing and to to think they're that good like i want to see what his third i don't i don't know if he's got a bad movie in him and he looks like he's not a person like he pro- he's probably been offered a ton of movies to just to put his name on yeah and he's probably turned them down since then and he's doing what he wants is he like our tarantino of this generation maybe Where it's it's his ideas it's what he wants to do and or maybe our hitchcock he sculpts it Maybe more towards it. Yeah. Well, he's Hitchcockian because he's it's his stories. Yeah. But like you know, like Tarantino did the same thing. It's like I don't. They all connect, but I I, I want I don't want to answer every question. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to make perfection. I want to make a good yeah, movie, and I'll only make sequels if need be. Yeah. Like we're not going to see the Hateful Eight two, but right. we saw three Kill Bills. Yeah. Because but the, they were all one big yeah, long story, and that character resonated. Story. Yeah. Uh, we don't need a get out to. Right. No, what would that be called? Get in or no. come along or whatever? I don't know. Fucking know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> get in. Yeah. Uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed with this. Uh, yeah. Very excited <clears throat> for the, the sci-fi uh, Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah. And that's right up our alley. Uh, we're probably going to have to review that. Yeah, I think so. And um, CBS just, All Access. I want to see what he does. Like, And I don't want him. To, it sucks because he might be the busiest guy in Hollywood at this point. Yeah. I don't want him to stop work. Yeah. And um, he seems like he could be like a Chappelle where, like, I've done enough and I'm going to take a right. a step back. And I hope he doesn't get to that point. But I also don't want to be overworked as far as, like, kind of like what M. Night – when M. Night was good, it was the early stuff. Yeah. Then he got the critical success and they won him for Avatar. And then yeah. he got Avatar and then the rest of the movies were like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. He, he, yeah, well, M. Night – M. Night start to believe the hype, I guess. Yeah. You know? And, like, he – Everybody's like his twists are amazing, yeah. And then it was like, well, no, I gotta include a twist now and everything. And even if it doesn't make sense for the movie or it's dumb and it's fifteen minutes in, or instead of like just pumping out like really compelling, yeah. even on like you know M Night stuff on second watch isn't all that great because you already know the story, yeah. But still, the visuals are great. Like Signs, I Signs is a holy is a really stupid story, yeah. They're allergic to water. Yeah. It's stupid. And like the village. But it, like it's fun to see. Yeah. And see it work out. Same thing with the village. Great imagery. Yeah. Uh, Story is until the twist is good. And then the twist, you hate yourself. Yeah. But I appreciate the twist now that I'm an adult. Uh, This one, I appreciate the twist. Um, I didn't think there was going to be a twist. You know, uh, Get Out had the twist at the end. And I was like, okay, this is what's happening. I didn't expect the twist to be this twisty. Yeah, because now I'm like, oh Jesus! Like this is I need to take a college class on this movie too, but this, <laughs> this is a, a definite uh, for if you're a movie goer. Um, yeah, there's no not you said soft gore. There's no nudity. There's very little cursing, uh, at least like major cursing. Um, it's kids just, the one that curses the yeah, most. It's just a very uncomfortable 
nervous, anxious, provoke, mm-hmm. anxiety provoking movie. It's uh, a horror movie. It's a yeah. very good horror movie. It, it's a very good movie. It's more it's thrill. Very- I would say more thriller than right, horror. Yeah. Because I was on like the edge of my seat the yeah. entire time. And, uh, I can't wait to watch it again. I'm going to watch it when it comes out on DVD for yeah, sure. This is really, and yeah, DVD would be per, this would be a great movie on DVD just to get a little bit of a, for the commentary and stuff like that to get a little yeah. bit more insight. Hopefully there would be, but yeah, you I know, this one might be one where there is none. I don't know if he did it for Get Out. I, I feel like he's like, choose your own adventure with these movies. Right. And that maybe that's what makes him great because everybody's going to, it's a very controversial topic. Yeah. Like I talked to some friends about Get Out and they think they know what they're talking about. And I think I know what I'm talking about. So we butt heads. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing with this. I mean, it, it's worth comparing to uh, This Is America, the song. Yeah. How he just made it and never talked about it. I'd like to see those two work together. Yeah. I re- uh, it's got to really be in the would. future. And like, I, I'd like to see him work with, with Key. Yeah. 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 We t- <laughs> we were talking about that. Where the fuck is Key? He can do uh, serious stuff. I've seen him in. Maybe Predator. he'll be the uh, the Rod uh, the 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 Rod Sterling. I think I think Peel is. I think yeah. Jordan's that. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, and like he never puts his wife in anything. Yeah. Like Chelsea, you think Chelsea Peretti would be in it? She's not in it. Um, I think she was pregnant during the, the filming of this, so you definitely don't want to kill a pregnant uh, woman yeah. on, on screen. Um, but man, it was a. Uh, Really, really good, and yeah. um, I'm excited for this. And you know, when we we watch movies from great directors and great actors, we kind of think like, what superhero movie could they direct, or what sci-fi movie could they direct? Um, none, unless he writes his oh, right. own. Right, I don't want him to. I don't want him to be stifled. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not right for he unless can, he gets unless he gets a whole universe plopped on his, and then he starts from the beginning, like we're like Zack Snyder did. Yeah. What if he got Batman? If Matt Reeves drops off, what if Jordan Peele was the one to take on Batman? But what if he was... Like and he I plays said, the Penguin. <laughs> Key is the Riddler. But he'd have to do the whole thing. Yeah. And if it's not, and I don't know, DC is notorious for not giving everything up. Yeah. There, well, there's also too many hands in the cookie jar. Um, D, there's DC... Studio, there's DC... The company that's involved, but like when I saw Shazam, it's DC, then Warner Brothers, then New Line Cinema. Right. So you have three hands in yeah. there. Um, Plus, he gets a whole entire universe to play with, and it's all his ideas. Yeah. That's the only way I think it'll work for him. Yeah, the only property I think, like, and I'm, I don't want him to take these properties, but if I could see him fit into something, it would probably be the Justice League Dark, because that's like kind of where right. he's at. Yeah. But I, again, I don't want him stifled. But either. then, like. You say that, but then he could easily have worked Shazam's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. He, so, who knows? Like, it just depends on which way he wants to swing. Like, the, you know. Yeah. Do you want to, if he could easily take on any comedic role. Yeah. Or, or, or movie and, and incorporate some of the darker tones into it. Like a Constantine. Yeah. He could really, really I would love crank Con- down on a Constantine. I would love for him to do Constantine. But Constantine would be good because he's got, you know, he flashbacks to the horrible things in his yeah. life, but he keeps, you know, his sense of humor is what kind of keeps him moving along. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't have that, that sense of humor wouldn't work. Yeah, and you kind of look at his, his two movies. It's a very small sample size, but... You see these two movies and you can't connect them right now. No. Um, and that's good because he's he's showing and maybe he's not, but and maybe the future plan is to have a whole 
you know, key, uh, Peel yeah. universe. We get the we get split. Yeah, ten years down the line. But it doesn't seem like that, and I hope we don't get it. It just shows him that shows that he can make standalone movies, and also you can make original stories work. Right. A lot of people are reliant on these reboots and remakes. Reboots and, and re- what? I, something's getting rebooted. Uh, well, Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. But you get like all these. Everybody's so worried about like we're gonna we need to do. A known property, Door to the Explorer, with Danny Trejo as Boots. We don't need that. You know, <laughs> 17 Transformers movies, Ninja Turtles, they're going to do a G.I. Joe, Micronauts, all these toys from the 90s, everything, everything has to be superhero. Jordan Peele's like, no, these are the stories I have in my head. Right. These are the stories that need to be Original done. ideas, original filming, original directing, yep. original no notes. actors. Yeah, and he's putting it out on his Monkey Paw label. Right. Like, so it's, there's no notes. Yeah. He wrote, he directed, that's what he wants. Right. So, you know, it, 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 it's people that you wouldn't see usually, yeah. but, you know, we're kind of, you know, we get in these cliches that we always see. And you're right. You see, um, uh, what's his, Winston. Uh, Winston Duke. The guy's like, what is he, 6'8"? He's my height, 6'5". Yeah. Like, like 280. Yeah. It, like looks like a lineman. Or, yeah. And here he's playing like, you. It, the roles kind of throw you off a yeah. little bit. He's got khaki shorts on. A sw- he looks like he's from uh, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And he's got his crawdaddy boat and he's he's loving life. And, yeah. you know, he is also showing that he's taking people who are on the verge of breaking. Like Lupita is a great actress. We know that we know what she's capable of. But Winston Duke, small small sample size, Black Panther, yeah. Avengers. Wasn't the main star of it, but he stole the show. Yeah. Yon- whenever he's on a whenever he's on a screen, uh physically commanding and then yep. he's he, he's he, funny and serious. Yeah. So it, it worked and you know, Elizabeth Moss is a great T V actress. Yeah. You know, unless you watch Mad Men or uh Handmaiden's Tale, you might not know who she is. Crushed it in this. Tim Heidegger's in the weirdest Adult Swim <laughs> television show ever, and he was in it, and he was a good character in it. So they really, they, he really did a good job, and uh, it's good to know that there are still uh, uncorrupt creative minds out there, right? Uh, because that can't so, be shoehorned into anything. So many people can be swayed by money, and this guy just continues to to churn out uh, hit after hit. Well, maybe that's you know he got money, he got his money, yeah, he got his Key and Peele money, and and. He doesn't. There's no. There's not a lot of pressure on him to to conform to other people's. I hope not. And you know, if he were to just say, "I'm not going to act anymore. I'm just going to direct." By all means, man, you are absolutely crushing it. Yeah. He's got six upcoming projects. He's got uh, Toy Story Four. He's Bunny. <laughs> He's got uh, he him and Key uh, Ke are doing a a story. He's got Wendell in the Wild. He's a. Vo- he, it looks like he's just doing a lot of voice work. He's going to be starring in a lot of stuff. Because voice work takes one day. Yeah. He doesn't have anything that he's writing, uh, but he is in a movie. It's called um, Abruptio. It's another know. horror movie. Okay. Him, Christopher McDonald, James Marsters, Robert England, Sid Haig. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sid Haig's still alive? Yeah. Uh, he's. I think he's really sick. I think he's got cancer. Okay. Uh, but... Yeah, I'll watch that. All right, so before we we lose everybody with uh, random IMDb <laughs> facts, we're gonna get out of here. And um, but just let us know what you thought about us if you saw it uh, at the following Galaxy Wars podcast on everything. 
as Facebook, Instagram, the Grays on Twitter. But you, if you can't spell the Grays, G R Y S, uh, you can just look for the Galaxy Wars podcast. Yeah, they're both on there. Yeah, you can uh, listen to us everywhere. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as we mentioned. We have a Patreon. Uh, we would love for you guys to support that so we can start pumping out some stuff. We'll do some extra long unscripted episodes maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We'll record for 10 hours straight uh, maybe. Um, and then we have uh, all the Active Geek productions on the network. We have yep. Active Geek Podcast that just did a Shazam episode and is doing a Dumbo preview. Cannot wait to talk about Dumbo. <laughs> um, and then we got Binks and the Beards, which will be coming back soon with either a Captain Marvel review or uh, – Binks in New York because yep. the three of us will be in New York on uh, in April. So if you're in New York and you want to meet the Grays, <laughs> hit us up on uh, Twitter. Uh, and then we also have a new addition to the Active Geek po- uh, Productions, which is Box Office Flashback Podcast. That's Chuck's uh, very short podcast where he did Practical Magic, uh, the Sandra Dang Bullock. Right? Yeah, he Practical Magic, uh, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman joint. And I think oh, the geez. think the next that was number one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was in the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, and then the he's got another one coming out. I think I have like six in the. So he's got the, Top Gun. Top Gun. Gun Magic. Um, can't remember the third one, but he's also got like Argos coming out. He's got a bunch of okay. really good stuff coming Argos out. Argos a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then we have our Google Voice number. <laughs> um, we got your messages next week uh, or the next episode that we do. We will be reading and playing. A, we'll play a few on the uh, on the episode. Uh, but if you want to call us. Box office flashback, Avengers of Binks in the Beard, but remember that's a kid's show, so be friendly uh, and not creepy. <laughs> or the Active Geek Podcast, you can dial 1-856-335-5148. Leave us a message, suggestions, reaction, counterpoint, um, episode suggestions, movies you want to hear us review, whatever, um, and leave it there again. That's 1-856-335-5148, uh, and you'll get a chance to possibly be played on an episode of Galaxy Wars, Active Geek, Adventures Pinks in the Beard, and Box Office Flashback Podcast. So um, we will be back either next week or the week after. We have some stuff we want to talk about. We have a lot of trailers to talk about. Maybe Dumbo we'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk about our adventure in New York. We have a ton of stuff in the, in the bank for you guys. So uh, we will see you next week. See you.